And we are live from WeezCast Global Headquarters here for finals day at the Monte Carlo Masters. We're going to have round nine of a fierce new tennis rivalry between two of the hottest players on tour, Stefano Tsitsipas and Andre Rublev. Now, these two have played more matches than anyone on tour, and you've really got to keep an eye on these guys because they enter so many tournaments and they win so much that they do tire out and run into walls here or there throughout the season. Uh, but looking at their setup here, it looks pretty favorable. They both really tired out in Miami against Herkaz, and that allowed them about two full weeks between Miami and Monte Carlo. Uh, so I feel pretty good about their setup coming in. Uh, this is their first tournament on clay this season for both players. And the roads to the final were quite different. Tsitsipas only needed seven sets over four matches, winning all seven to advance to the final. Uh, played some serviceable competition. Karatsev can be dangerous. Garin, good clay player. Not that we probably would expect him to realistically challenge Stefanos. Uh, Davidovis' match was a little curious. 7-5, uh, first set to Tsitsipas, and then Davidovich retired, apparently with a thigh injury. Um, so that that's a little close for a set against an injured player. Uh, bounced back nicely against Evans, and, and hats off to Evans, not only for cashing us against Herkaz, but also for taking out Djokovic this week. Um, but all due respect, Danny Evans is about as soft of his draw as you're going to get at a clay semifinal at a Masters event. Uh, and Sissipas took him out 6-2, 6-1. Uh, so, you know, playing well, playing all right. I mean, I don't know. Uh, he looked, they looked pretty good. I, I have seen a good amount of these matches, and, uh, you know, Sissipas looks looks fair. Uh, Rublev, however, had an entirely different route to the final, and, and after his first round easy straight set win with Caruso, he had a nice battle with Batista Agut, winning in three sets. Then he had a bloodbath with Rafa, and he won that match in three sets, 6-2, 4-6, 6-2. Weezcast listeners who were paying close attention may have had a chance to jump on Rublev when he was still about plus 150, but... That match was really telling, and it was a, a real career milestone win for Rublev. Uh, anytime you can beat Nadal on clay, it's, it's quite a feat. But the tennis quality was, was very high from Rublev in this match. Uh, Nadal, down a set, really dug in and fought and battled and played incredible defense and came up with some amazing shots. Uh, incredible that he was able to get that to a third set. Um, but Rublev was just too much, too consistent, hitting the ball well. Uh, and he really is the battle-tested player between the two going into this final. Uh, so I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know exactly who's going to win this match, uh, but I'd say you know what we'll call the lean or maybe the half play is going to be on Rublev, uh, just because he's more battle-tested and you know he's played ten sets versus the seven. He's gone through the trenches with Nadal, Batista, Agut. Uh, six three seven five to Rude in the semis. I mean, Rude was playing incredible in that match. So uh, Rublev really looks like he's on fire right now. Uh, only other lean would be potentially on over twenty one. Uh, you can get that line around minus one sixty. Uh, twenty one, I think, is a good number to take for overs because you want to take a number that you can still realistically hit in straight sets, since the majority of tennis matches are decided in straights. Uh, so if you're 21, you know, if you get one extended set, 7-5, then you can still afford a one-break 6-3 set and push your bet. 
so over 21 would be the other lean there. Uh, looking for, you know, at, at the market here, the public's a little bit on Ruvlev, 54%. Uh, opened about a pick'em, and then it moved towards Rublev to about minus 129. Uh, so the market seems to slightly agree. Uh, the market does usually have a pretty good handle on this rivalry. Uh, the last few times the matches were uh, you know, decided in the way that the, that the market expected. Uh, and you know, I, I think uh, you know, we're going to see a hell of a match today. Um, you know, it's the quality of tennis that we've been seeing here at Monte Carlo has been incredible. Um, so let's look to keep that up on you know, some kind of leans, half plays. Would, would I be shocked if Tsitsipas won? No. Um, but we're here to give picks on the Weezcast, uh, and we're here to, to be pretty transparent about our confidence level. Uh, looking around at some other plays, um, you know, I was tempted to give Jabour and Straits. Uh, she's playing Sharma in Charleston, but you know, Jabour, uh, you know, I've always been a little critical of her. I think you know, maybe the, the fitness might not always be there. Uh, she has been hot. Uh, she's been extremely hot. She's I uh, did really well last week in in Charleston, and then in the second tournament, that's uh, you know they're they're kind of having the back to backs now with the bubble. You don't want to set the bubble up just for one tournament, uh, and she's been on fire this week. Uh, hasn't dropped a set, bunch of six zero and six one sets sprinkled in there. Uh, so I was about to give that play out over Sharma, but then I watched a clip of her match today against Kovinich, and it included her hunching over after points as early as the first set. Uh, and vomiting on the court so you know it, it didn't seem to affect her she came out and finished off the first set and then won the second set 6-0 so good on her uh, I don't know that I want to be tipping somebody who's who's puking on the court though um, you know looking uh, looking around elsewhere I do like Sousa over Nakashima in qualies uh, I just think Sousa, seasoned clay veteran, uh, Nakashima, still kind of learning the game on clay. Um, you know, American, not not natural, not not experienced on the surface. Uh, you know, I think that might be a tricky one for him. Uh, I do like Kuznetsov, uh, Kuznetsov over Vandersloop. Uh, I think the reason for that one is I think the market's trying to play a little a little trick on. Uh, I think the odds makers are trying to play a little trick on us. Um, Kuznetsov, they opened as a favorite, but then they realized that the public really did like Vandersloop, so then they switched it real quick, and, and they're happy to uh, to take that price on, Kuznov, on Kuznetsov, who I think they believe is going to win this match. Uh, also a really strange one in the Orlando Challenger, Brooksby and Kudla. You would really expect Kudla to be a, a much a decent favorite. I was going to say much bigger favorite because it's still hard for me to believe that he's not favored in this match, but... Uh, Brooksby ranked about 240 versus Kudla's 120 uh, is actually minus 130 in that match. So interesting, uh, suspicious, you could say. Uh, Kudla did me well today, coming back and winning in three against Sid Suvori. Uh So, you know, I don't know. Those are, I guess, leans. Uh, you know, you could say the, the market's tipping us off against Kudla. Kudla did struggle with some errors today, so so I can see it. Um, but you know it's been a really good week at Monte Carlo. Uh, you know we've we've been creating pretty steady value. We'll do another recap uh, after the tournament. Uh, we thank all the new listeners. Uh, you know I hope 
You guys have been able to get on with your lives decently now that you're viewing the Weezcast from a link versus uh, an emailed file. Uh, Monte Carlo really is one of my favorite tournaments. Uh, this is a tournament I've had a chance to attend myself. Uh, it was in 2012. I got to see the matches between Berdich and Djokovic in the semis, and then Nadal and Simone in the semis. Uh, and I, what I remember really about the Simone match is uh, he's from just down the road in Nice, and he played the best match I'd ever seen him or, or almost anybody play live. Um, and Rafa hung right, right with him, and then before you know it, it was 6-3, 6-4, match was over for Rafa. Uh, you really got a chance to appreciate his greatness. And, and Rafa, you know, on TV, it doesn't really compute, but he is such a force, such a, a physical athlete. He's, he's huge, he's strong, he's fast, he's intense. Uh, really just the, the energy he comes with is, is unbelievable. Uh, Chris Prawn, who I was on that trip with, should have been with me at those matches, but uh, he was sleeping off a hangover and a rough encounter with the linebacker bouncer woman at some bars in Nice uh, after a bit of a rough night. Uh, I actually couldn't even afford to get into that match. Uh, I ended up paying the 60 euro just to get into the grounds. Uh, it was something like six or 700 euro uh, to get into a seat in the stadium. And uh, 20, what, 27 year old? Yeah, 20, how the hell old was I in 2012? Yeah, 27-year-old Wees couldn't afford that. That's not a good thing to be able to admit. Uh, anyway, uh, I was crafty enough to sneak in when the candy cane or the, the cotton candy saleswoman was uh, kind of flirting with the ticket guy a little bit and, and was able to slip past and, and got the, a really good seat to watch those matches and maybe the most beautiful setting you could ever watch tennis in. Uh, the court overlooks the ocean and the cliffs, and, and Monte Carlo is just very, very beautiful. Uh, almost burst my kidneys during watching that match, uh, those matches, because I knew if I left, I wasn't going to be able to sneak back in. Uh, but let's close off this tournament uh, with the win. We're going to go with, with Rublev, uh, the battle-tested player, and we're also going to take the over. Uh, we'll be back with a recap show, and uh, we've got Barcelona coming up next week. Uh, so a lot more to come for you guys here on the Weezcast. Good luck and good evening. <laughs>